Welcome to episode 34 of the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Today, we're talking about the online sewing community with my guest, Deepika Prakash, founder and owner of PatternReview.com. Deepika started Pattern Review 14 years ago in the early days of the modern web. When she began, she didn't know anyone who sewed. Through Pattern Review, she's connected with 350,000 friends worldwide who share her love of sewing. Deepika Prakash, welcome. Hi, Abby. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So I want to talk about Pattern Review. What was your initial idea for the site? What were you doing when you started it? Oh, I I was just selfish. <laughs> I did not know anybody who sewed, like you mentioned. Um, and I love technology. Um, I used to work in the software company and... Uh, I did not know how to sew, but we we bought our home and I looked at the curtains like, wow, those look pretty. I bet somebody made them. I think I can do it too. So um, a trip to Joanne Fabrics because that was close to my work and I always wondered what it's about. Went in there, bought a pattern, bought some quilting fabric because that's all they had and I didn't know anything. I made my first skirt and I wore it. And that's when I was hooked. So I started um, searching online about, I am a huge fan of reviews. And back in the day, there was this site called Opinions. Do you know, do you remember that? No, it was Opinions. No, I don't remember that. Opinions. I don't know if it's around anymore, but um, so users submitted reviews of gadgets that's another love of mine. I, I love gadgets. So I thought that um, why not combine my love of technology with sewing and start a site on which people could review patterns. And, you know, we're talking millennium, like, you know, 2000 era where there weren't, this is pre-Facebook, pre-community um, kind of a time, which was a pretty interesting concept back then. So I thought it would be kind of cool to start something. And back in then, um, there was a, a message board, a forum I used to visit called Sewing World. And that's where I made my first sewing friends. And I asked them, hey, do you think it would be a cool idea to start something like this? And everybody agreed with me. Um, and then that's how pretty much this happened. I I started something and just like a pretty bare bones, basic version of what Pattern Review is today. And I sent out the link to some of my friends and we went on vacation. Um, a week later, I came back and... I was amazed. I was just blown away with, with the response I got. And that was just the beginning. So while you were away on vacation, your friends from this online sewing forum that you had been part of right. populated your new site that you had just built kind of the bones of. And what were they doing? What were those early well, users doing? Well, it's not as much as the site. It's the emails I got with the enthusiastic response that this is something which we've always wanted. 
And, um, but of course, there were a few concerns also about sharing pictures because you know how sewing is different now. It used to be a very solitary hobby. Uh, hobby. So people were a little concerned that we're gonna, our pictures are going to be showing up online and how's that going to work. So there were a few concerns. What about negative reviews? Um, how are you going to handle that? But for the most part, the emails which I got from people, because my first email was all about, what do you think? You know, this is, this is what I'm thinking and this is what it is. Um, what do you think? So looking at the response, I got to work, you know, and I think it took me, um, less than a week to make a little, very, very primitive version of pattern review, which only had like a username and pattern company and write a review kind of like that. And what, um, what is the architecture behind it? Like what, what's, what is it built on? It's, uh, you mean the programming language? Yeah. It's, I wrote it in Perl. Okay. And is it still in that same language? It is still, although we have added, uh, many different, um, add-ons, but the core is still Perl. Okay. Um, and I don't know enough about programming languages to know, but is that a language that many people still use? No, that's actually, <laughs> no, it, it, um, back in the day it was, and it was really, really cool and easy and very web friendly language. And that's what I trained in. And that's what I did at my you know previous job. So I was most comfortable with that. Okay. So that's why I used it. Okay. And what to change it over to, I don't know, um, one of the more, I guess, up-to-date kind of programming languages, I, I guess you would call it, would that be very difficult to do? Oh, it would be. Um, we'd have to start from scratch. I see. We uh-huh. really would have. Okay. Um, the, so that was our, um, when we launched our, um, our new design in June of this year. So that was one of my, uh, I thought about kind of just starting from scratch, but, um, I don't, I don't know, Abby, if I had to do this all over again, I, yes, I would do a lot of things differently, but, um, we decided to just stick with what we have right now. Okay. So, um, you know, add on some new functionality. Right. I mean, um, and I want to get into kind of the meat of how users use pattern review now and how it's developed over time, but just to touch on the idea of the design and the redesign. So, um, so it seems like in June or leading up to June, you felt like the, the design of the site needed to be updated. Is that right? Like what? No, the new design, I have been working on the new design for the past three years, actually. Oh, wow. Yes, June was when we finally launched it. Right. Um, and I went through three different iterations of the design. The first design, um, so we hired an external design company to come up with a design, a more modern design. Um, however, that design was just was just so different. It was just so so different from what we have that. Um, um, it just wouldn't have worked when I tried. So if we, we spent about six or so months making the design work. And, but when I sent it to some of the people on pattern review, people who've been using the site for a while, um, the response I got was lukewarm and it, it seemed to me 
that it would alienate a lot of people, which was not my intention at all. And um, another thing which is different about pattern review compared to some of the other uh, stuff you're seeing online is that it's very content rich, which is both its strength and weakness, you know? How do you highlight that um, really, really good content without making it so content heavy that people don't want to read, you know? So that was my biggest challenge. Okay, so that first go-round with the outside design firm you felt was so different that it was too different. Um, and I don't know what it looked like, but I'm thinking of, you know, right now, there are a few other sites that sort of attempt not to be pattern review in that they aren't, you know, the key focus isn't on the reviews of patterns, but do attempt to be a community for people who sew. Um, and in that way, because you have forums and that sort of thing, you know, it is sort of similar. These other sites are sort of similar. One that comes to mind for me is Collabora. Um, and Collabora, if you open it, it looks quite different from Pattern Review now. So I'm wondering if your design, did it look like that or was it something completely other? It basically had like a salmon colored background and then on that it had another overlay of white. So it was very pleasing to the eye, but maybe a little too pleasing, if you know what I mean. Uh So all the content was kind of just hidden. I see. And I knew it was not the right move for us. Okay. And so you went back and and came up with another. We started from scratch. We started from scratch again. And um, this time... What I wanted my, so this is how I like to describe the new design. It's cleaner, but more importantly, it's respectful towards our current members. I get it. Right. You don't want it. See, anything new is, is good and bad, because, good because it's a, it's a change. It's a refreshing change and bad because it, there is definitely a slight learning curve. Sure. And you don't want to confuse people. You don't want to make it more frustrating, you know? And because they've been used to, it's just like there's a little comfort level, um, you know, with, with, with the older site. But um, so we, I, that's what I tried to do. And I think uh, from the feedback I'm hearing from people, um, you know, barring a few things which we're still tweaking and working on, is that it? It is. It is uh, um, a, ch- a good change. It's a refreshing change. It's cleaner to use. The contest and still there, and the pictures are bigger. The white background is better than you know our slight beige background before. Right. So it's it's definitely not your cutting edge and as modern as some of the other stuff you're seeing out there, but it's it's. It's cleaner. It's easier to read. It's um, definitely more inviting for the newer users. So, and I think I'm very pleased with it. Okay. So you have, and I I mentioned in the introduction, 350. 50,000 users. Is that right? And there's some of those I are 375. Okay. And um, some yeah. of those are paid users who get sort of additional um, privileges on the site. And some of those are free users. So how many paid users are there total? Um, there are enough, uh, Abby. Uh, it's just to keep the site going. And, um, you know, they're definitely supporting the site and they have been around, um, you know, for, for some time. 
And I think the biggest draw is these days that a lot of our, um, you know, the, the paying members, they get discounts on our site as well as some of the other vendors who advertise with us. So, and of course, the features, they do get a few additional features. But for the most part, um, they're, um, you know, the discounts are great. <laughs> it's, it's a tough economy. Right. I tell you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you built the site yourself. Um, and now do you have um, some staff? I mean, have you had people working for you to help maintain it and just to help manage the emails? I mean, I'm sure that there's so much customer service and interaction that's required on your part and site updates and that sort of thing. So what is your staffing? Like, how has that developed over time? Um, I have uh, Alexis here in the office with me. She helps with with the order fulfillment because we do sell patterns. And um, she also helps with customer support and some of the emails which she can't handle. She will uh, forward them to me. So I handle um, mostly the technical part, um, anything related to orders and stuff. And, um, and she handles the customer support, the phone calls which we get, and she also does a lot of the the blog content, and um, you know, anytime we need to contact our members for anything um, related to the blog or any new series which we're doing, so she's she's great. She's great with that, and um, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning of Pattern View, so okay, so going back to sort of the. The, the origin story. So you had this side and it was starting to take off. People saw it as fulfilling a need for them to um, be able to read reviews of patterns before they buy them and add their own reviews. There's something satisfying, I think, about writing a review of something um, after you've actually used it, you know? Um, and so that, you know, that concept lasts, I mean, even to today, you know, all of these years later is something that's really compelling, I feel like, because prior to pattern review, I really am not sure that there was a a place to go to find information about a potential pattern you were thinking of buying and making. And, you know, it's a significant time investment and financial investment now to sew something. Um, And so, you know, that's a huge service. um, The information was out there, Abby. There was... Uh, it just it was not in such a structured format, um, so people were talking about. I, I could see that there are definitely problems with some of the patterns which the pattern companies put out. You know, for the most part, it was about it was um, everybody's frustration with the instructions, and some of them were really good too. So, how do I find the? how do I distinguish the good from the bad and from the mediocre patterns? And is it worth my time? Cause um, you know, you can get patterns cheaply. You can even find cheaper fabric. The, what is the most precious is your time. Right. right? Absolutely. Right. Um, so did you have, um, did you have some volunteers who helped you in the beginning to kind of run the site or like moderate? We, we still have volunteers, actually. We oh. have, um, yeah, we are forum moderators. We, we could not have had forums without them. We have these 10 wonderful ladies who uh, moderate the forums. And over the years, um, you know, there have been some challenges because, you know, anytime you bring people together and there are a lot of topics which <laughs> get a little heated. And I try to keep the site civil and respectful 
um, you know, we, we, we don't like to censor, and but we, uh, on the other hand, we like to keep it civil. <laughs> so even like vendor disputes and stuff. So they uh, they are pretty awesome, and I'm so grateful um, to them for spending so much time on the forums. Um, you know, managing the topics and anything goes a little gets a little heated. They'll they'll post a comment there that. Um, everybody, you know, this is a public forum. Please remember, we're we're from different. Um, we come from different backgrounds. It's a global community, so what's what's okay here may not be okay in Australia, London, you know, what have you. So they they volunteer on um, to moderate the forums. A lot of time, they take a lot of heat, also. Having an open web forum is a scary yeah. thing. I mean, um, you know, people, people, um, yeah, people really express themselves, and sometimes that can uh, go down. A, it's a slippery slope. Um, so having a moderator, moderators is a smart thing, but it's true. I'm sure that they endure <laughs> quite a bit of controversy themselves. So um, this is another core uh, feature of the site since the beginning, because the last thing I want is people to spend all of their time reading and not sewing. So it's, it's, it, that won't be good. That won't be good for anybody, not for the site, not for me, not for them. So we always, we've always had contests and uh, managing the contests, coming up with new ideas and setting the rules um, is that's also a lot of work. And we have contest committee for that. Uh, there are four ladies who help with that, four members on the site. So they, they help with the rules, come up with new ideas. And then we have contest manager. For each contest, we put a word out that we'd like someone to manage. So members volunteer to manage the contest. Describe like one of the contests just to give us if you haven't for people who haven't been on Pattern Review recently or maybe have never participated in a contest, like what would be one that's going on now or has gone on recently? Well, the one we just finished actually that was uh, we called it Franken Pattern, and this is a word which is pretty common in sewing lingo, and others would find it kind of funny. But the idea is to take um, two or more patterns, kind of mishmash them together and create an outfit, an original outfit. Um, and that w- uh, so that's the idea behind the, this Franken pattern contest. People sign up, uh, register for the contest, and it's anybody who's been a member on the site for three months, um, three year paying, can register for any contest. So they'll register, they'll sew along, and they'll post. The contest manager also acts as their mentor, sort of like Tim Gunn, if you will. (laughs) Um, And we have a topic for every contest on the forum. So people will log on, they'll um, they'll get excited, they'll talk about the contest, and they'll ask questions there. We have a date when, when they have to take pictures and post reviews and write entries. Then we put it up for voting. Most of the contests are voted on. The entries are voted on by pattern review members. And w- there's a gallery which people can you can vote on, and you can vote for up to five entries. And based on the number of votes, we decide who's going to – we decide the, the winner. Okay. It's pretty simple. 
I say. Okay. Um, so I, I want to just sort of touch on all the different things that you do. You, as you mentioned, you sell patterns. There's both a PDF pattern shop as well as print patterns. Is that right? That's great. Yes. And you have the discussion forums, which we talked about, um, and the contest, there's a blog as part of, as part of pattern review. And then people can review not just, uh, patterns, but as, uh, books and sewing machines, notions. Um, so you have reviews of all of those things. You also have some online classes. So tell me about what those are. The, the classes we started running in 04, um, and it was very, uh, like, obviously for that time, it was, it was great, but it was, we used to call them interactive, and some of our original classes, actually, we had a really interesting concept. We, after you finish a class, you can send your garment to the teacher for a critique, which um, was was really cool. So some of the people did take us up on it, and um, I, I thought it was kind of cool that people kind of got the teacher's feedback in real time and in sort of as close to person as it gets. Right. So yeah, that's pretty unique. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's pretty unique. Um, so we had we had that. And the teachers, we had um, real-time chat sessions, which we still do for some of our classes, where people would log on to um, a chat room, which we still have, um, and the, it would be Q&A in real time. Okay. And obviously there are text lessons, and now we have video classes. But there are still users. People learn differently. So I believe in having options, and having and giving options. So we still have... We have different types of classes. We have video classes, video-only classes, which um, you once you register, you can watch the video on the site whenever you want. Then there are classes which are scheduled classes, which means that there is a start and an end date, which we feel is some people learn better that way under pressure that, oh, my God, the class is going to end. I have to finish all my materials. And there's a little more hand-holding there. The teachers um, will log on. There will be chats. There will be video. There will be PDF. There will be workbook. So a lot of different components to the schedule classes. Then we have um, lab. We call them sewing labs. And those are a different version of the video classes in which they're um, their lessons and there's a forum if you want the teacher's help or other students' help. But for the most part, you're on your own. You have the lessons and you can review them, look at them. People who are self-motivated, they they're, they find those classes helpful. Okay. So, right. You're appealing to a lot of different learning styles, which I think is probably a good thing. Um, but one of the things that really stands out to me is how much has changed since um, since you started Pattern Review, as far as the online landscape of craft oh, and what's goodness. available. I mean, really, you've weathered, it's amazing to me. I mean, you've weathered this entire process from 2000 to 2014. I mean, the landscape couldn't look any more different, in my opinion. So, um, so as you said, there was no Facebook, but you know, there was also no craft blogs and there was no craftsy, there was no creative bug. So these online classes, I mean, it's changed tremendously. Um, and so how do you, how do you like reflect on that? What do you, what do you think like, 
you know, now there's so many more options. People can, for example, sew uh, a McCall's pattern and review it on their own blog. Um, you know, they don't necessarily need to go to pattern review, whereas back you know, in 2002, setting up a blog was harder. Um, you know, it was it was a more difficult process. Um, so, I guess um, talk to me a little bit about like how the the changing landscape has has affected the site. Oh, it's I, I'm loving it. I'm loving 2014. I'm I'm really loving it. You know why? Because there's just sewing is cool again. It is so many people are sewing. There are so many sites. There are so many blogs. And there's so much activity in this industry. It is amazing. And I, and my latest love is digital patterns. I think it is awesome. It's great that you are able to download a pattern instantly, tape it up. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but it really doesn't take that long. Think about the advantages. Think about, um, you know, how quickly you can go from your mind to your body. You think that you want to make something. Let me find a pattern. Oh, maybe I can download it. You download it, tape it together. You have some fabric. You sew it up. You wear it tomorrow. I mean, how awesome is that? And then not only that, people who couldn't think, who couldn't dream of making a pattern back in the day because they would have to get at least 10,000 copies printed to be able to sell that pattern, to be able to sell 10,000 copies of a pattern, that's insane. So every, like there's, we're seeing so many independent designers coming up with new designs, new patterns, writing instructions, doing sew-alongs. I think it's awesome. I'm just, this whole concept, I'm really, really excited about. Yeah, it's, it is a pretty neat thing to be part of. I, I would agree with you on that one. Um, I, I love it as well. And I love PDF patterns. I'm a big fan. So, um, so I think that, you know, looking at pattern review and looking at other sort of simpatico sites, um, uh, one thing that comes to mind for people is Ravelry. Um, I'm sure you've, I don't know if you knit or crochet. I, di- I did start knitting. I took up knitting about, I think I want to say five years ago, just, um, just to see what this whole buzz is about. So I taught myself knitting and I was hooked for a few years. I love, love, love Ravelry. Their, their founders are actually local. They're from the Boston area too. So I've, um, you know, exchanged a few emails with them as well. And I think it's great. Ravelry is awesome. Okay. So when you look at your site and you look at Ravelry, I mean, do you see a similarity there? Um, sure. There are similarities, like they're both sewing communities. I mean, they're both communities. One is sewing, the other is knitting. Um, we're, we're both spreading the love of our craft and we're both bringing people together and um, it's it's really great for advertisers too because it's we're both um, platforms where they can find people who love their products. So I, technology may be different and use cases may be different, but it's very similar for their own crafts. And do you feel like I feel like with sewing? I don't know whether you know it's. 
because there's so many different kinds of sewing. I mean, there's quilters who are very different from, have very different interests and needs than a garment sewer or home deck. I mean, there's, it's a really pretty vast um, landscape. And I'm not sure if it's that or if it's the nature of the materials used because there's so many different kinds of fabric choices. But um, I feel like with sewing, the community part of it got spread out uh, in a way that Ravelry almost like cornered. Yeah, it is definitely spread out. It um, when you say sewing, when when somebody tells you I sew, it doesn't necessarily always mean that um, I make garments, I make you know clothes to wear. Um, it could be that they make quilts. It could be they make um, home deck. It could be that they do mending, custom sewing for others. So there are a lot of things, there are a lot of different um, subsections of sewing, if you will. Um, it all depends on what uh, what people love to do. But pattern review, if you ask about pattern review, it's primarily a garment sewing community. And um, it is still a very small, it's a smaller um, subset of sewing than quilting. At least that's what I feel. There's still a lot more um, quilting enthusiasts out there than garment sewing, although that is changing, which is awesome. Um, okay. And so as far as um, social media is concerned, you are primarily, obviously, interacting with your community on Pattern Review, and you're on Facebook. Is that right? Is that your other primary sort of we're social media? We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, we're also on Pinterest. Okay. Um, but sort of where are you most active? Um, we're active, well, I mean, I want to say Facebook and Twitter. Pinterest, um, we do have some pins and people pin our stuff. And we primarily use Pinterest more for contests and okay. for some of our blog articles. But primarily Facebook, if you're asking outside of Pattern Review. Yeah, outside of Pattern Review. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, and so beyond Pattern Review, again, you've also published, um, you co-authored a sewing book that came out in 2010 called 1000 Clever Sewing Shortcuts and Tips. So how did that book come about? Oh, what an amazing project, Abby. Co-authoring that book, coming up with that project and taking it from concept to launch was an amazing learning experience for me. For one, I... Kudos to all the authors and kudos to all the publishers because it is it is a huge undertaking. It's a big process. It's a long process. And it's so different from the online world because once you post something online, you can still change it. But once it's in print, it's, it's not something it, which is easy to change right away. So for those who don't know what the book is about, it's... Uh, a compilation of 1,000 tips, which people submitted on Pattern Review um, over the last few years. So, um, did you pitch that idea to publishers? No, the publisher, Creative Publishing, they um, actually Quayside Media, Quayside Media, they contacted me, and um, we had a chat, 
and for the longest time they were trying to convince me and I was I, I didn't go for it but they they managed to they managed to convince me and um, you know so I decided that the only way I'm gonna do this if um, if we make it a community project just like pattern review and I even though our terms state that the content people post, is it's not a non it, it's it's non exclusive which means they own the content but we do own the content as well so but I still went ahead and emailed I think um, if I remember correctly there were about um, I want to say four to five hundred people I contacted each one of them individually I'm imagining a gigantic spreadsheet here. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so first, we we um, narrowed down the tips which we wanted in the book. Then I contacted all the people who originally wrote the wrote the tips, and to get their permission if they wanted it to be published in the book. Um, and from there, we went. There are a lot of people who weren't active. I, it's only if they said yes did we go ahead and publish that tip. From there, we because I wanted to preserve the original voices in those tips. We went through editing. We didn't really change the content of the tip, but we made it cohesive. There still has to be a level of cohesion in the book, also because it's so text heavy. Um, we had a wonderful illustrator who uh, from uh, from the publishing company who, who did a great job of um, making some really nice illustrations with some of the tips, which were a little bit longer. Um, I think we edited the book five times. Wow! Before it finally um, went to print. Wow. Yes, and I decided to donate, and we're still doing that. All of my royalties generated from the book to breast cancer research. So we give all the royalties to NBCF, hundred percent. Wow! And when people and my um, the book advance went, um, I distributed all of the advance to all of the members. Um, who are in the book? Oh wow, that's so generous of you. That's it was it was a nice project. It was yeah. great. And it was it felt uh, great to um, to spend time learning about this process of book publishing, and uh, it's now we have something which will live forever. It's, yeah, it's great, and it was a great experience for our members too because to see their name in print, it, it was exhilarating. I got so many emails and when people found out that um, I'm donating all my royalties to NBCF, they decided to donate their portion of the advance to NBCF as well, which was really heartwarming. Yeah, that wouldn't, it's really, it almost was like a community event and a community project. It really was. Yeah, that's really, that's really admirable. Um, So as we look forward to, you know, the next five years, to come online, bringing us to, you know, let's say to 2020. Um, what are your big goals for pattern review? Like where do you see it heading and who do you see, um, using it and, and kind of what, what role or purpose do you feel like it's going to serve going forward? Uh, to be honest, Abby, um, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. And I hope people who are using the site are having as much fun as I am. Because yes, I'm the owner and I'm the founder. I'm still a member. I still sew almost every night. I still review 
And even though I don't take part in the contest, I sew along. And I don't know to answer your question. I don't know what the future brings. Thirteen years ago, I had no idea that we'll ever be able to do PDF patterns. So I, I just, I'm loving, I'm loving the present. As much as I love the past, I'm loving the present. And we'll evolve with the times is what I can tell you. But, you know, I will run the site um, for as long as I can. And I think it's, it's, it's very, very interesting times we're in and very creative. And um, I feel like Pinterest is another site which has changed um, the crafting community, which has done so much for the crafting community. The whole DIY community is is just, I mean, I love Pinterest. To be able to, to find so much stuff pictorially is great. So um, I don't know what the future will bring, to be honest, but it's just, it's exciting. Yeah. So keep on keeping on, you know? Yeah, right. absolutely. All right. So let's, honestly, let's... if I ever had, if I sat down um, and ever made a plan, I, people ask me, did you ever imagine pattern review to be what it is? I honestly did not. <laughs> it's just how, I just love how it's grown organically and it's still growing. And there was never a plan. There was never a marketing plan. No business plan, nothing. I just went, and that's part of my personality. I just like to jump in, um, and it's it's been great. Yeah. I, I can honestly say that wherever the most um, amazing thing for me as a person has been to see how many people, um, how many members of Pattern Review have started their own businesses. Uh-huh. It, and I, I like to think that I maybe had like a 0.0001% to do with it, maybe to inspire them and to to kind of have them believe in themselves and move forward and jump in and start something which was so unheard of back then. But it's just so great. Everything is possible. And that makes me really proud. And we have events. That's why I like to travel. And when I travel, I meet members. And I like to hear their stories. These are people I have never met, but I, I feel like I know them from the site. And I can have like an hour long conversation with them. And it's just, I'll get goosebumps, you know, hearing their stories. It's, that's what I love. Have Absolutely you ever, love that. Have you ever conducted a survey to find out about your user base, about how old they are and where they live and um, how often they check in on the site and how many reviews they've left and sort of gotten user feedback that way? We do. We don't do too many surveys, but uh, we actually just did um, a survey in the newsletter um, on Tuesday, actually yesterday. So, you know, the, the feedback is still coming in for that. And uh, for the most part, when I asked, our rating is really high. Um, people love it. People love, um, you know, would, would love to recommend it to a friend. Um, that was the first question we asked. And um, so we do do surveys, but not not too often. Okay. I'm just curious to see, like, you know, how much you kind of know about who your users are. 
It's, you know, um, people ask me that there are, because pattern review has so much going on, there is a user who would use only pattern review for contests, right? Um, so they'll, they'll only post when there is a contest going on. Then there's a person who only use pattern review as an e-commerce site. They'll use pattern review for just buying patterns, buying classes, and, um, you know, for all the, the vendor discounts and stuff like that. Then there'll be somebody who'll, um, who'll only be chatting with other members on the forums, right? So when you say a person is active, it's very difficult to to come up with a number for that, that how many, what percentage of your user base is active. Well, they're pretty active on contests, but they've never written a review or, right? right? So it's very hard to come up with a finite number for that. But right. they, people you. use the site differently for different, for whatever they are most interested in. And like a lot of our members love the sewing machine reviews. So up until now, when I just bought a, a machine after 10 years, I didn't understand why there's so much chatter on the sewing machine forums. It's because people love sewing machines. People have multiple sewing machines and they love learning about new features, newer machines. And that's an area which is really active, like almost always. Yeah, it's a great resource for finding out about machines because, as you said, yep. people, yeah, that, and you know, machine is a big investment, um, and you do want to make the right choice. And it is hard to know when you're on the sales floor if you're really, you know, sort of getting honest uh, information from the salesperson. So, um, you know, a recommendation from a knowledgeable person is just as valuable. So I can see why, I mean, and I think it really gets back to the heart of what pattern reviews idea, initial sort of idea was, which is a, a site for reviews and, um, like Yelp, you know, there, that is, I think that will never die. I mean, it's something that people search for and want and find valuable always. Absolutely. I love Yelp, especially for restaurants. It's invaluable. Yeah. And, you know, Yelp, the origin of Yelp was to be the yellow pages. Um, it was to take the yellow pages, like old school media, and turn it into something that would be online and would be new media. And it's really effective. Um, and Pattern Review is, is, has something similar there. Absolutely. I still find that... Um, if I make something, I just have to write a review. I feel like somehow that project is not complete unless I've written about it. And the most, for me personally, uh, like I treat some of the reviews I've written as my personal journal. And because I'll go often go back and read what I wrote and what alterations I did because it's possible that I may make that pattern again in a few years. And now I've forgotten. Right. So I'll go and look at my review. What did I do? What would I do differently? So that's kind of the little information I always provide in my reviews that what would I do differently? And it's almost like it is for others to read, but it is good for me, too, when I yeah. come back and read it. Yeah, totally. And I think, um, you know, I think that that's one of the things that's so compelling also about sewing blogs is for the blogger is to be able to have that record. Um, you know, I have had my blog since 2005 and it's been nine years of, uh, a record of what I've sewn. And there's something really nice about being able to look back and, 
and have that for yourself. You know, it's like a photo album and a journal and it's great because you can provide so much more details and depth and it's, it's nice to look at it. Um, so I have a personal blog too, but I use it more for like our family vacations. And the other day my husband came back and he asked me, Hey, didn't you write something about, um, the vacation we took back in the day. I said, well, I sure did. So a friend of mine is going there. Do you mind sending him your blog entry? <laughs> I said, okay. Right. Totally. Well, so I don't write about sewing on my blog that much, but I write about, um, you know, more family and personal stuff. And it's, it's really nice to go, to be able to go back and read, um, you know, what we're doing a few years from, from now. And, uh, it's, it's just nice. It's just nice to have a place to share your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's dive in a little bit to recommendations. I did ask you to pull together a few things that you would recommend to people. And um, the first one is actually what we were just talking about, which is your sewing machine. It sounds like you have a Bernina. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about it and, um, and what you like about it? Oh, my Bernina. Oh, I'm a Bernina girl. <laughs> I have joined the cult, as they say. <laughs> um, but yes, it's amazing. Um, I just bought it, I want to say less than a month ago. It's a Bernina 530. Before that, I had a Janome 4800. And it is a machine I've been using up until just a month ago for the last 10 years. And that's workhorse. But before I sewed on a Bernina which I actually test drove on uh, in Austin at our PR weekend. Bernino is one of our sponsors, so we got to try on some of their machines at the show, at the event. And it was just, I don't know, I was in love. It, it just sewed so beautifully. Um, I'm, I'm still learning so many features because it has so many more bells and whistles than I'm, than I'm used to. And, um, but for the most part, I love, I love how sturdy it feels. I love the straight stitch. It's beautiful. I love the buttonhole. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm still learning. There's so much chatter about this machine on, on pattern review. I'm loving exploring all the features and all the, you know, the feet and the organization and, you know, all that stuff. So worth the price tag. Um, what is the price tag? I think it was, what does it retail for? I forget. It retails for, um, I'm, I'm blanking out right now. Is it 2000, 3000? It's probably somewhere in there. I don't know exactly. But I got the, um, which was way, way, way out of my price range. So, um, I think I got, so I called up the dealer and I was initially going to get a 350 and, um, but my friend just called me, my friend saw my post and she's like, you got to get the 530. I said, well, no, because the 350 is not a, a full machine. And she talked me and she talked me into it. She talked to me more about that machine than the dealer did <laughs> about all of the features and the foot pedal. And, and she's like, you got to get it. I've already reserved mine and you got to get it. It's a, it's a garment sewing, uh, it's a machine which is geared towards garment sewers. So you got to get it. 
So I went there, and luckily for me, they had a floor model, and um, they gave me a considerable discount, which is, um, and they gave me an extra feet, um, extra foot. So they gave me some goodies and a good discount, and I was convinced. Yeah. It's, it's, I got to say that it, um, it, it was a lot of money, <laughs> the machine. I think it's the most I've ever spent on anything sewing related. And, um, yeah, for the most part, I was treating it as like, my precious. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Oh, it'll, and most of all, I want to keep my daughter away from it because she cut the, the foot pedal cord of my Janome just oh, a few months ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I keep telling her every day, Dia, you know, you're not supposed to go near mommy. Right? <laughs> don't touch it. Don't touch it. No, no, no. The other day I, I taught her, I saw her looking at it. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't even go there. It's your own machine. This that's, is what you can look at. Right. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's yeah, a good they're, recommendation. They're, they're, they're expensive machines. They're, <laughs> they're expensive, but it sounds like it's oh, something it's, that you will enjoy every day. I don't think I'm, it's, it makes me happy. And I feel like I like to spend money on things which I use a lot. So my going out shoes will be probably $10 from Payless, honestly. But the shoes, the good boots I wear every single day, I don't mind spending on that because I feel like I'm using it every single day. So it's worth it. And the yeah. same goes for the machine because I sew almost like five days a week. So if I if I can get so much use out of it, it's worth it. And they're, they're really solidly built um, and good machines. Yeah. So it's, to- I think you're right. I think, and there's something to be said for not putting good money after bad. I mean, you can, you know, say, well, I'm just getting started in sewing. And so I'm yes. just going to spend $200 and get a, you know, really inexpensive machine at Target or whatever. But when you get it home and it really doesn't sew well and it's frustrating to use and, um, you know, it's skipping stitches and it, you know, needs to be serviced and all of those things. It's almost as though you, you might as well have spent 500 or 600 and gotten the machine that really is going to be less frustrating and more useful right from the start. I mean, maybe you don't want to dive in and get like a top of the line Bernina, but you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's better right. to pay for the best tools that you can afford even right. from the beginning. So you know that you're getting the right results. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I always like to say machines don't sew clothes. People do. So you don't have to go up. I mean, and honestly, although newer machines probably do sew clothes. But, um, I like <laughs> that phrase. Most machines don't sew clothes. People do. So right. if, you, if, if you're letting that stop you that, hey, I can't afford like an expensive machine, that's not right. You can get, like you said, okay, they're cheap machines, but they will still sew. They will, sewing is basically putting two pieces, two or three pieces of fabric together and making a seam. At the end of the day, it's just seams, right? Right. Whether it's one seam or 50 seams, it's just seams. As long as you get a machine which can do a good straight stitch, you're in business. Right. Absolutely. I, I tell people that as well. And I think that's, that's really good advice, especially for people who are just getting started. So, um, I wanted to recommend one thing as well. Um, I just got a copy in the mail of this magazine that I didn't know existed. Um, it is a, a trade magazine. It's called Fab Shop News and it is published by the Fabric Shop Network. And it's basically intended for independent quilt and fabric retailers. It's their, almost their 
trade magazine. Okay. So I am not an independent fabric or quilt retailer. I don't have a quilt shop. I actually don't even sell fabric online. Um, so you might think, well, what's the point, you know, for somebody like me? But I actually found it to be super interesting just as a person who's interested in, in, in the industry and what's going on in trends, um, and kind of getting a feel for what people are thinking about, um, where things are headed, where things might be problematic. Um, it, it's really, I, I mean, I guess I really like trade inside trade magazines, but right, I right. found it to be really interesting. Um, and you so know, is it a leaflet or is it an actual It's a magazine? full glossy magazine oh, that's, wow. yeah, like, um, 62 pages with ads, you know, it, it really does look like a normal magazine you would pick up at a newsstand, but it's not available at the newsstand. You can subscribe online. Um, and you get articles written by people who own quilt shops about how to display your merchandise in a quilt shop so it will sell, um, how to run an event so that people will come into your shop and buy more uh, sewing machines and test them out. Um, it talk- oh, that's great advice. Yeah, it talks about um, how quilting cottons are produced and um, what the mills are like and uh, what the trends are and just it's it's really interesting um, it's definitely very brick and mortar shop you know focus that's the audience that it's written for um, so you know that's you have to sort of accept that but Anyway, I found it to be really interesting, um, and I am enjoying my... I got three free copies in the mail um, from the founder of it because I was talking with her on Twitter one day, and she just was like, I'm putting them in the mail to you, which was really nice. Her name is uh, Lori Harsh. And anyway, so thanks, Lori, for the copies. And I really, I, I do really enjoy the magazine. So I'm going to subscribe because I, I kind so of... So can anybody subscribe to that magazine? I believe you can. You can. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you can join the Fab Shop Network. And that's like a hundred and something dollars for the year's membership. But I believe you can also just subscribe to the magazine. So that's my plan. Because I, I probably don't need the full membership. Uh, but I, but the I magazine... I might subscribe too. Yes. Yeah. That sounds like... Uh, a lot of fun, especially when, if they talk about trends and what's coming, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. So anyway, that's my uh, recommendation. <laughs> um, and I wanted to end with one final recommendation from you. Um, you were talking about the a certain pattern. It's Is it the Jolly? Is that how you pronounce it? 2805? Oh, goodness. Yes. Okay. So tell us about that. Okay. So um, I I love Jolly patterns. Um because they're they're really their fit is more like ready to wear. They're a little bit. Um, they're not loosey goosey. They don't look frumpy, and they're very pre- predictable. You know that if you've made a jolly, and and they have a lot of um, pattern for knits, which I love. Um, the two eight oh five in itself is a pattern for a knit top, and it in it, it has a few options on its own. It has a funnel neck option. It has like a Henley and a basic T-shirt, like a crew neck, and long sleeve, short sleeves, and you know all that stuff. So, interestingly enough, that these Jolie patterns come um, in a variety of sizes for like starting from a two year old to a woman with um, a 50-inch um, bus size. So there there are a lot of sizes in every pattern. Wow. And yes. 
Um, so I st- uh, my, my daughter is three and a half. I started sewing for her about a year or so ago, maybe like two years ago. And um, yes, I can buy t-shirts pretty cheap, but it, how fun to make yourself, right? And they're like, so itty bitty at that age, it doesn't <laughs> take too long. And right. it was my way of kind of exposing her to sewing. Yeah. My daughter. So I I used that pattern first um, to make a little shrug. I saw, we actually have a blog post about it as well, a pattern hack, which a pattern review member had had posted. So I used it to make a shrug. Then I made it into a peplum top for her. Then I hacked it again to make it um, a a long sleeve um, dress for her. Uh huh. Um, her favorite ready to wear shirt from Old Navy. I I hacked Jolly again to copy that look. And most recently, I hacked it again to make um, an Elsa dress for my daughter. And I'm actually planning another hack as we speak. Wow, just, that's just pretty amazing. Conversation. I was talking to Emily. Um, who works at Jolly, and I told her, hey, I'm planning another another hack for your pattern. <laughs> Maybe I should write an ebook on it because there's it's just such a great pattern. To yeah, have. totally. That's so funny. And I mean, it sounds like it comes, it as it comes, it's incredibly versatile right. with the different styles as, as well as the different sizes. And then all of the different things that you've been able to do with it, it just really sounds like a great investment. Right. And it's, it's a great company. I've been, um, you know, we, we started selling jelly patterns a long, long time ago and she's over the time she's, that's another good thing. I've made so many wonderful friends, like, um, friends, who are vendors on our site, friends who are teachers, teachers are good friends, and, you know, obviously members who have become really good friends. There are just, there's just so much to love. Like, I, I, Pattern Review has just brings so much joy in my own life, and um, it's something I'm really grateful for, you know? Yeah. Well, Dipika, it's been a really great talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Walshy Naps podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Abby. This has been great. You've been listening to the Wall Street Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg, and I invite you to visit my blog, wallstreetnaps.com, where you'll find helpful information for creative entrepreneurs, as well as tutorials and patterns for making stuffed animals and dolls. And if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>